Thanks, thanks, guys, for that uh, leading in, in that prayer there. Aubrey, I appreciate it. You know, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, it's, 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 it's very cool to me that um, even with a, a day off from school, uh, that a, a large group of you would, would even care to show up. I know a lot of times you come to, ha- excuse me, to hang with friends and what, but uh, it's just really neat that, that you still take the time to come. Before we start, I just want to share share something with the group. I don't know what you've come from this week. I don't know how your week has been. Um, sometimes we live a life where we walk around people a lot of times, uh, but sometimes some people around us are lonely and hurting in ways we can never know. They, they, they will never let on. Um, and I, I, I know in a group this size, week in and, and week out, so, some of you can come in this place, or you might bring a friend, or it might be you, uh, that you come in this place and you just feel like, man, does anybody care? Uh, and I, I want you to know that, that, that we do care about you, uh, but, but more than that, God cares so much about you. You may think to yourself, man, it, 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 am I even worth it? Am I a mistake? I just can't get things right. The Word of God tells us that God made you with a plan and a a purpose, uh, and uh, uh, he, uh, we may try to, as adults who lead here at the church, convey love to you, but it pales in comparison to how much God loves you. We, we, we cannot show that well enough, so I just want you to know I'm really glad that you're here, uh, not knowing what you've come from this week or even how your week is going. We're in the book of, written by, and we're studying the sermon on the which was preached by Jesus. Yeah, and we're in chapter 7, so that's where we're, we're going to be. If you've brought your Bibles, and I, I, I hope you have, if you don't have one, I've got uh, one that I can give to you at the end of the Ed service. We'd love to have one that you can hold in your hands. Um, we are in chapter 7. We're getting near the end of the, the Sermon of the Mount, and it's an interesting spot we're in. We're in we'll, we'll start in verse 12, and it's sort of a teaching and more truth that's going to come out. But then all of a sudden, in the middle of what we teach tonight, there's going to be a serious turn that's going to come in the text. And this, this turn is going to last for the next um, three weeks or four, four weeks that we're, we're, we're in this book. And it's, it's more of a, a serious tone. Uh, and I think you're going to see it as we study the text. All right, so hang with me, right? Good? You good? Okay, hang with me now. Uh, here's some, there's phrases that we hear in, uh, in, in the world today that we grow up that someone can even start the phrase and you know what the end is going to be. A lot of times it's phrases to build you up or to teach you some, something or to challenge, challenge you like, like this one, the bigger they are, the hard, hard, harder they fall. Okay. Very good. Right. Uh, what goes up must come. Okay. Uh, you miss blank percent percent of the shots you don't take. One hundred percent. Very good. If at first you don't succeed, try and try again. Man, y'all are like experts. Now here's one that was by by Robert Frost. I know y'all y'all read him and you know all his stuff by heart. Uh, I just thought it was a great quote. He says this: "In three words, I can sum up everything I've learned in life." And this is what he says. It goes on. I thought, you know what? We get so caught up with worry and stress on what's going to occur. But you know what occurs? The sun comes up the next day. 
there's another quote uh, by Helen Keller, and she, she said this, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. Boy, that's a, that's a profound quote. There's one more quote that you may have heard before. It's do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Who's that? Who, 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 who said that? Jesus. Sorry, we're gonna, we might have some, some sound issues. All right, so, and, and uh, do you know what that, 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 that quote, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, is sort of called? It's called there, there's a name for it. The golden rule, okay? It's the golden rule. And there's a lot of religions and beliefs that, that have a saying that's a lot like this. Even some have it almost exactly like this. But here's, here's one. I think we've got, I've got the, the quote on the, sc- on the screen by an old Jewish guy uh, uh, back around the time of Christ. And this is, 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 is what he said. Do we have that quote, Haley? I think I put it in there, right? No, the one b- before that one. There you go. A prospective uh, convert asked Hillel to teach him the entire Torah while standing on one foot. Okay, so teach me the entire Torah, uh, the first five books of the Bible while standing on foot. He, he replied, what is hateful to, to yourself, do not do to your fellow man. So what, what you wouldn't do to you, don't, don't do it to me or some, somebody else. Uh, that is the whole of the Torah and the remainder is but come commentary go and study it he really put this guy in his place there's one more a guy named confucius who i think you've heard before one guy asked him is there a single word that can serve as a guide to to conduct throughout one's life confucius says perhaps the word shoe which means uh i can't say this word right reciprocity Thank you, wife. Um, uh, it, which, which, and, and then, then he says, um, do not do to others what you would not want others to do to you. Have y'all heard that? Hey, don't, don't, don't do to them what you don't want done to yourself, right? Now, that is not called the golden rule. What's that, that called? Anybody know? It's actually called the silver rule. Oh, you could have guessed that. The civil rule is do not do to others what you don't want them to do to you. I know it's two negatives. That freaks some of you out. I'm sorry. So don't do bad stuff to them so they don't do bad stuff to you. That's sort of the gist of that one. The golden rule is do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. So now that we've explained sort of a background of where we're going to start tonight, stand up with me in honor of God's word. We're in Matthew chapter 7. We're going to begin in verse 12. And just go to verse 14, so we don't have much to go through tonight. This is what it says. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Let's pray together one more time. Dear God, we thank you for tonight. Chance to uh, just jump in your word. Lord, I ask for you just to uh, reveal your truth to it. There's some simple, straightforward truth, but Lord, may we take your word and apply it to our lives, and may we live out in a way that gives you honor and glory. Just give us courage and strength to follow you, whatever that means. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, Which one is harder to do, the golden rule or the silver rule? Right? So what, what was that? Golden or sil- 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 silver can be, some would say, is 
harder to do. So if um, that, that's, that's interesting because the silver rule just means don't do bad stuff to them and they won't do bad stuff to you, right? If you don't want to do bad stuff done to you, don't do bad stuff to them, correct? That's sort of the, the gist of the silver rule. The silver, the golden rule is do unto others as you've had them do unto you. So if I have them do stuff unto me, do I want them to do bad stuff to me in the golden rule? No. Does anybody want bad stuff to them? If do, we need to talk at the end of, the, of this. I will be available in my office back there um, um, to talk because we, we shouldn't want bad stuff to occur to us. But the, the golden rule takes it a step fur, fur, further because it doesn't say just, hey, don't do bad stuff to those around you, but do good, good stuff. Do be kind, be giving, serve, help. And so it, it, it raises the bar. Um, there's two types of sins I'm going to sort of, sort of talk about tonight. There's two. We can take really all sins, group them into two. One is, in this we know well, sins of commission. That means sins that we com- commit, sins that we do. For example, to hit, to lie, to, go- to go- gossip, to cheat in youth group games. Not that any of you do that. To hurt, to break the rules of God's commandments. Um, use God's name in vain. Uh, to wor- worship things that, that aren't God. To have, be in a relationship that's wrong. We, when, when we break God's commands... We, 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 that, that, those are sins of commission. Do we understand that? Yes? Yes? Two people do. Good. But there's another type of sin, and we don't talk about this one as much because it's not that big a deal. We're, we're always saying, be careful, don't cuss, don't cheat, don't lie, don't be mean. We say all these things, but very rare, rarely do we flip it because there's, all, there's another type of sin, that's the sin of omission. Okay? There's a sin of commission and a sin of omission and that is things that you omit just think of it as things you omit from your life that you should be doing the things in the word of god uh, that we are called to that we don't do like this forgiveness forgive as the lord forgave you i'm not going to forgive them pastor and you don't know what they did to me i understand i have no idea what they did to me and i know what they did probably hurt very much but I do know what Jesus did for you. And he forgives us time and time again. And we're told to take the forgiveness that he gives and extend it out. And when we refuse to extend forgiveness out, we are sinning just like a sin of commission, not doing a bad thing. We're not doing a good thing that we're called to do. Do we get that? Yes? Another type of of sin that falls in this is, is, and we've read this in Matthew 6, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's just not a nice, cute saying that Jesus said. It's not a suggestion. Hey, this might be nice. This might be cute. Why don't you, like, this might make your day better. And if you do this, you'll be rich and you'll be loved by all. No, he doesn't say that. He says, do, do this because it, it honors God. It's, it's the right thing to do. When we know that when we don't do that, it's a sin on our part. We don't really think about that that much when we feel the nudge to give or to serve and we're like ah i'm just going to keep a hold of this money in my wallet right now i'm 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 I, i'm they don't need help i need this this new new car a lot more than they need help when we feel the nudge from god and we we we, we turn that off and we go no i'm just going to do my own thing it's a sin we're called to make disciples where god said this of all 
nations. Not that many nays on that, but there, there was a lot at that time. Um, and that includes Yuli High School, Faith Christian. That includes your neighbor across the street, uh, some kids that are in your, your homeschool CC class. It, it includes the, sp- the sports field that you're on. It includes Southeast Asia. We're called to make disciples of all na- nations. And when we don't do it, it's a sin. Um, so sins of omissions are the good things we're called to do, but we don't. Uh, and just keep in mind, when we d- d- disobey God in that way, it's as bad as a, as a sin of commission. So when you think of the verse now, do unto others, you'd have them do unto you. That's not just don't be mean to them. Don't do bad things. What, how are you supposed to honor them? How are you supposed to love them? How are you supposed to respect them? How are you supposed to protect them? How are you supposed to look out for them? It raises the bar. Even that, this, this one thing that he taught, if we go, man, I'm going to try to live my life by, by this, it changes it, everything on what you do and why you do it. Uh, and, and don't forget, he taught in Matthew uh, 6 that right attitude is as important as actions. Like when he said, when you pray, don't make it about you. When you give, don't make it about you. When you fast, don't make it about you. So attitude is just as important. So keep that in mind. We are given a high standard to live by. Uh, uh, and it's something we've got to fight for. You're like, but Pastor Dan, I can't do it. I know me. I'm just not that good. I understand. Try. Yeah, but I'm going to try, but I'm going to fail. I understand. Try. Like that, that quote, you will fail 100% of the time if you never try. And sometimes when you try, you will succeed. You will win. Okay, so all of a sudden we see that verse. It's a verse that's well known. We know it well. If we had applied it better in our lives, it could really affect the world around us. It can, it can impact our homes. And then, uh, and then it goes uh, in here in verse 13. Let's read that part again. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. Those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. In this world, and we've talked about this even a few, like a month or six weeks back, there's paths that you can take. And the crowd is going down this wide path. And just, if you want, if you want to just make it through life, just follow the crowd. Just follow the, the, the head that's right in, fr- in front of you. Don't look around don't make waves. Just do what everybody else is doing, and that's how your life is going to be. And you're going to miss out on everything that God has created you to be if you live that way. He says, why does the path that leads to destruction? Um, so you've got the choice, right? Uh, do y'all remember the Burger King ad, Have It Your Way? Boy, we, that's like a lot of our motto for life, man, I'm just going to have it my way. God wants me to be happy. And so that's why I'm going to do this. God wants you to be holy a lot more than he wants you to be happy. Don't miss that. Uh, we say seize the day. We say eat, drink, and be merry for to- tomorrow we die. That same phrase is wrapped up in the culture a few, few years back here in y- YOLO. YOLO, the dumbest phrase I've ever heard in my life. I'm sorry if you scream it out all the time. You may want to stop because it's really out. All right, so the way that leads to life, it says this. 
It's narrow. It's difficult. It will be hard. But it's worth, worth it. So what, like, what, what, what is that path look like? That means you take this thing called popula- popula- popularity and you're willing to walk a, uh, away from it. But it's not hurting that bad. Is it hurting your walk with Christ? Because if it is, it's bad. That means there could be a relationship that you're in that you don't honor Christ in and it pulls you away from God the narrow way. But my friends won't understand, I know. But it's, it's going to be hard, I know. But it's worth it. It's the way that leads to life. Um. You guys let go of your pride, humble yourself, and choose the, the narrow road. I heard a, a sermon uh, many years ago uh, by a guy named John Piper. I, I, I referenced him this past week. I was, uh, took a group of like 15 college students uh, to Memphis, t- t- Tennessee, to a conference called One Day. It was, it was like a Woodstock type of deal. It was, we got there, we drove all day, spent the night in tents in this big field with 40,000 other people, and they only had like 10 porto potties. It was a cesspool of disgustingness. Excuse me. And, um, and we, so we spent the night, it was, it was a, you couldn't sleep that night. We got up that next day, and for the full day from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., there was a worship band and... Um, and take a look at the picture of, of the, uh, the, the field. The, the, this was the crowd that showed up of all college students. 40,000 college students showed up for this one-day conference. Those that, that were playing there were, were David Crowder, Charlie Hall, Chris Tom, Tom, Tomlin. Those were sort of the, the bands that played. The, um, the speakers were Bodie Bauckham. John Piper, Louis Giglio, some main names of the time. So we went, and it's sort of, I mean, if you you saw that shot, we're sort of packed. We're sitting on the ground. There's a slight slope to where the stage is at. It had rained the whole night before, so it's just muddy. But it was a worship, a full day of worship. And um, when I think of the wide and narrow road, there's a part in a sermon that John Piper preached on that day, and I've got a clip of this part that I want you to see, uh, because he talks about two different lives, a life that the world says, this is what you should go, go for, and a life that, that God, God, God says, but this is what I've called you for. So take a look at this. It's about a five or six minute clip, then we'll wrap things up. You don't have to know.
You know, I, I, when, I remember when I heard, heard him preach then, the, uh, the impact of that, uh, and, and uh, just the, the statement, don't, yeah, buddy. That couple who collected shells turned from tragedy. They did. Thanks, bud. The, um, don't waste your life. I mean, can I tell you that? Even at the age you are, you might go, well, man, I've got all this. I've got a lot of time for I've got to make decisions like this that affect the rest of my life. Man, live for them now. Choose to live for them now. Make your life count now. If you don't start making that choice now, you're never going to make it. You know, the, the title to the message I'd written out on top was The Golden Rule and the, lo- the lo- 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 Lonely Road. Because it can be. You can sometimes feel like you're all alone. I, I understand that. But it satisfies. Nothing in this world satisfies. That road that's wide, it just doesn't satisfy. You'll keep going to the next thing, trying to get your fill. That phrase, when I thought about that phrase, uh, verse 12, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. If I wasn't a believer in Jesus Christ this is what I would, if I knew what, what I, I know now and how Christ has changed my life and how, how, how I, I was a sinner and because of my sin I was separated from God and that, that God made a way through his son Jesus to live a life without sin, to die as a set, set, sacrifice for your sin and for mine. Um, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. You know what I'd, I'd want to do? I, I want to... If I didn't know know Jesus, I, I would hope someone would tell tell me about him. I mean, I, I hope someone would take the time, to, would take five seconds of courage, to just speak up, and that's all it takes is five seconds of courage. If you don't know him, if you don't, if you're like Pastor Dan, I've I've come to youth group once or twice, or or even even for years. Uh, but I don't really know if I have a personal relationship with God. We, we all sin. It separates us from God. We cannot fix it on our own. That's why God sent his son, Jesus, to live a life as, as a man. And, and though he was tempted like us, he did not commit sin. He was nailed on a cross by, by man, but he died as a sacrifice. Uh, for your sin and for mine. See, our, our sin was, was, was placed on him at the cross, and the cross did, did not kill him. The sin of, of, of our sin was laid upon him, the guilt and the shame, and that's what killed him. And, and he lived a life that deserved righteousness. That's what he earned, but he gave that to us instead. We didn't earn it. That's a free gift that we have. I mean, if you don't know, if you've never gone, man, I've never, never really talked to someone about that. Uh, or, I mean, I've, I've, I've sort of prayed a prayer to him in my head, but I don't know if I've, I've, I've got it right. I am always available for you just to talk. I will not think you're weird. I will not think less of you. If you've been in my, my youth group for 27 years and you come up to me and go, I don't know, so I will not think any less of you because it's this important for you to not only get it right, but for you to have this peace that only comes from God through Jesus Christ. It's a narrow road, though. It's like, well, I'm, I, I'm just going to be good enough, and that'll get me there. That won't get you. That's the wide road. J- Jesus is the only way. But, Pastor Ann, that's like ne- narrow. There's just like, that's just not fair. That's not the deal. It, that, 
You've got to believe in Jesus. He's the key. We cannot do it on our own. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for a chance to just talk, talk about your word, to talk about um, how we're called to live in a standard that is so much higher than we can achieve. But Lord, give us courage to fight for that standard, to do unto others as, as, as they would, we would have them do unto us. Lord, give, give us the courage to speak up. Give us just 10 seconds of courage each day to speak up and speak out. Uh, and Lord, um, for any student that's in this room that they don't know if they are right with you or not, Lord, I just ask for the opportunity to talk to them, uh, to not judge them, to not think less of them, but to encourage them and point them to you the best way that I can. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, that's all we got. Y'all have a great week.